Hey lovies, it's your girl, Tierra Lachey, and today's topic is Forgiving the Unforgivable. Stay tuned. So right now, I just want to start off with a poem that I wrote when I was around 18 or 19 years old. Here I am once again, pouring out my heart and soul. Memories of the past, secrets and lies that were left untold. Looking back at childhood, y'all just wouldn't understand about the man that I called daddy, who always laid a hand. See, I'm trying to tell my story and share it with the world of a lost, broken-hearted, troubled little girl. She would smile in your face and say that she's all right, but you didn't know she was dying dying deep inside. She lay in her bed at night and shed so many tears. She questioned God about her life and asked why she was here. Left in a world she never knew and had come to hate. Driven by her past, she started out and she made mistakes. Trying to figure out her place in life and where she would go. Never knew what was coming. Never knew she could be so bold. Family all around her, never knew what was going on. Her own personal hell, she put up fronts paying to be strong. Late at night she prayed to God, asking him to take her out. Set aside all her fears, because she seemed to have no doubt that everything that happened, it happened for a reason. She went through all those things because it just was not her season. So she looked for angels, flying up above to send out somebody, somebody she could love. If you are wondering who that little girl is, that little girl was me. I was molested as a child for years by my biological father. Yes, that's right, my dad. The man that was supposed to protect me from the monsters He wasn't supposed to be the monster. I do want to state that I am not going to go into as strong details about what happened. I do want to say that no one in my family knew. There was only one person besides my dad and I that knew. And it wasn't until years later that I found out he told a friend of the family. And they didn't believe him because they said if my mom knew, she would have killed him. And they are absolutely correct. If my mom had known, she would have killed him. Even when he went to prison, when I was nine years old, no one believed that he had did it. And he didn't go to prison for me. He went to prison for molesting someone else. And even then, they didn't want to believe that he did it. People in the church, because he was a musician, because he played drums, because he pretended to be saved, they didn't believe that he had did something like that until he confessed. Also, I want to ask you to, for 
forgives me for any mistakes that I may make. I didn't write this down, which I probably should have, but I wanted it to be organic. I didn't tell anyone what had happened to me until about the age of 12 and I was uh, staying with my aunt and uncle during the summer and I told her first. Even when it came out about him molesting the other victim, I didn't believe it. How crazy is that? I didn't believe it even when I knew what he had been doing to me. And I still blame myself. And I'm sorry, I'm going to try not to cry. But, you know, my mom always tells me that you were a child yourself. I, I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. And that's one of the things that they do. They manipulate you. They twist your mind the way that you think. And I didn't believe it. But it wasn't until about the age of 13 that things really started to affect me. And I don't know if it was puberty, you know, you're a teenager, it's hormones or whatever, but I started having trust issues and insecurities. And there I am in the eighth grade, most of the time crying myself to sleep at night, asking God, why am I here? Why did I have to be born? Can you just let me die? Literally praying to God to let me die. At the age of 13, having suicidal thoughts. And i that's how I felt. I wanted to die. Why am I here? Having grown up in the church, my belief, has always been in God. I've always believed in God. I've, I don't know if he wasn't forced on me, but I have always believed in him. I have always believed that he loved me. There was no doubt in my mind ever that God was not real. I've always believed that he had better things in store for me. And at the age of 13, he did not answer my prayer about just letting me die. But instead, he sent me someone that I considered a long time to be my angel. You know, she wasn't a literal angel, but she came into my life at a time that I needed someone the most. Now, don't get me wrong. I had friends. I had people that I talked to, but I was very good at hiding what I was dealing with. And that friend, um, we would go to church and she was my friend for years. We lost contact after we graduated high school, but she was my friend for years. She gave me a Bible that I still have to this day, 21 years later, I still got that Bible. The Bible looks a little rough, but I still got it. In high school, things 
didn't get any better for me, the way that I was feeling. I was still dealing with trust issues, insecurities, um, body issues. Like, I just didn't feel like I was good enough. I had anger issues. It was just not a good time for me. And even now, as an adult, I wish that I could go back. I wish that I could go back in time and they could see who I am now. Like, I could be the person that I am now. The person that's funny and, well, I think I'm funny, loving and caring. And I just wish they had known the other side of me. Like I said, I had friends. I went to parties, uh, to games. Like, I was just, I knew how to put on a good front. That's the best way to put it. I knew how to put on a good front. I remember one day we were in the 11th grade at this time, so I'm 16 years old. And we were in class, and the teacher said, name something you like and something you don't like. And to this day, I cannot remember what I said I like. Even, even if I answered that part, I don't even know if I answered that part because I can't remember my response. But I did say that I hate the fact that my dad is still alive. And now, at this time, I'm kind of known for being me. And, well... If you did something to somebody, I was going to go off on you. You didn't have to do it to me personally, but if you was doing something, I was known to have an attitude and go off on people. I'm just going to say it like that. Like I said, I had anger issues. <laughs> I wasn't physically fighting anybody at that time, but I was going to get you told. That's just how it was. I was going to get you told. So when I said, like, I wish y'all could have seen the look on my classmates' faces because yeah. And so one of my classmates, he said, so you mean to tell me if they called you on the intercom right now and told you that your dad was dead, you wouldn't cry? And I flat foot told him no. Then I said, you know what? I take that back. Yes, I would. Because I wasn't there to watch. Of course, they looked at me like this girl has lost their her mind but they had no idea what I had been through and what I was dealing with and it took me years to understand that people deal with things differently nobody handles situations exactly the same and I know some people who have been sexually abused and they hate men. And I'm speaking on a woman's perspective. They hate men. Or they love older men. They turn to women. Like some end up on drugs. Some end up becoming alcoholics. Like it's different from every, for everybody. And I genuinely felt that way about him for a very long time. I hated him. As kids, 
I don't know if my brother and sister got as much of it as I did, but I was picked on because my dad was in prison. And his victim, the one that he actually went to prison for, never let it go. She wouldn't let it die. And so not only did I have to carry around what he did to me, but I had to carry around what he did to her. And so I hated him. I believed that I was damaged. I believed that no man or could love me or would love me. I was broken. I was not good enough. I was unworthy. And I continued to feel that way on up into my adulthood, looking for love in all of the wrong places and blaming him for everything, basically. This is his fault. He's the reason I'm the way that I am. And I carried those feelings around for years and years. Too many years, if I'm being honest. Like, my hatred for him was so deep that you couldn't even mention his name without me getting upset and it was like that for a long time and it's actually embarrassing the last time I remember it happened was in 2016 and he had tried to get in touch with me and let me go back okay so he had been trying to get in touch with me several times over the years and I was finally able to confront him over the phone I told him that I remember what he did to me and that I hadn't forgotten and he did apologize and I told him that we would never have a relationship but still confronting him didn't give me the closure or the healing that I needed and as I was saying in 2016 years later he still tried to get into contact with me and I got so upset. I was going to the police. I'm telling you, telling them what you did to me because you won't leave me alone. To the point where I literally got sick, crying and throwing up. I would just get, you couldn't mention his name without me getting pissed off. Like, that's just how it was for me. And then it got to the point in 2016 that I was just tired of, I was tired of the same routine. I needed answers I needed a way out and I started praying to God to free me and one day after six months of praying and feeling like I was going to lose my mind because I felt like God was not hearing me he answered my prayer and I read this book called finally free and in the book, the thing that stood out to me the most was when she said, you can't stand before God and have excuses. There won't be any excuses. And I I don't know, but it finally clicked. Like, I can't stand before God and say, well, he did this to me. And that's why I acted the way I acted. 
That's why I did what I did. That's why I made the choices that I made. Although it was very true. Me looking for love in all the wrong places and feeling like I wasn't good enough and damaged. I still made those choices. Those that was my decision. He's not going to stand in front of God and take on my sins, my choices. He has to stand before God and account for his own. And it made sense. It made sense. So I started praying for deliverance. I needed to be free. I needed to be free from the hurt, the heartache, the disappointments, the bitterness. Like I needed to be free from all of it. And did it happen overnight? No, it didn't. But God delivered me. Like you can mention his name. And this was, this started in 2016 when I made up my mind that I wanted to be free from this. And now here it is 2022, which like I said, it's been several years. You can mention his name, which I still talk to my aunt on um, his sister. I still speak to her. And from time to time, oh, well, he asked about you guys. I'm like, okay. Or, oh, he's been in the hospital. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I hope he's doing better. I hope he feels better. And guess what? I genuinely mean that. Like, there's no ill will. There's no malice. At, at one point, I didn't care if that man lived or died. At one point, I wanted to be there to watch him die. Like, that was going to give me some kind of gratification. But that's just how I feel. But I don't feel that way. Like, to let go of all of that hurt, to let go of the weight that I had been carrying around for all those years and not letting people in, and I mean truly in, to get to know me, to get to know the real tier. And to a certain extent, I'm still uh, very, uh, I don't like, I don't have trust issues, but now it's a, I start off trusting you, but then once you show me that I can't trust you, then that's it. Like you, you don't get that. I don't let you get that close to me. I don't let you get that close to me to hurt me. I have boundaries. That's, that's what it is. I have boundaries now. My siblings and I, we don't have anything to do with him. We do not have a relationship with him. He doesn't even know his grandkids. And that's just fine with us. That's all right, because that trust will never be there. But I do wish him the best. And what I had to realize is that God will forgive anybody, right? That's what the Bible tells us. He'll forgive anybody as long as you're not blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. He And so if he was to stand before God right now, if he was to repent and he genuinely meant it from his heart, God would save him. And then there I would have been in the same position, still carrying all that stuff around, and it was like a prison. I, I was in prison, and there, I like having all those thoughts and emotions and crying, and this man out here after he didn't got out of prison, living his life, he ain't sitting up there crying. He's not sitting up there crying, worried about what he did to me or any of his other victims because, yes, over the years, we found out that there was more, and that's usually the pattern with pedophiles. They don't have just one victim. 
they have more than one unless they get caught, you know, during that first with the first victim. They have more than one. So, no, we will never have a relationship. And I made that clear. But do I wish him the best? Yes. And can I pray for him? Yes. And can I love him with the love of God? Yes. But I don't have to deal with him. I don't have to see him. And that's okay. I'm free. I'm free of that hurt. And as a matter of fact, it was a couple of years ago that someone that I trusted threw him in my face. They tried to hurt me with that, but they didn't realize that I was free, that God had delivered me and they couldn't hurt me anymore. And that's how you know. That's how you know that you've let go of the heartache and the pain. And not just in this situation, but any situation, any situation that has ever weighed you down or healed you down or you've carried that around for years and years. And then there comes a time where it don't even bother you no more. You don't react the same way you used to react. You don't get mad. You don't get upset. You're not crying. You're free. And anybody that has ever been delivered or freed for something I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're free, honey. You're, you're light as a feather. I tell my mama, I, I'm just floating. I'm floating. I'm free. I'm light because that weight has been lifted. And still, I'm trying not to cry because I remember what it felt like. I remember what he took from me. Those years that I allowed, I allowed him to take that from me but I got it back by the grace of God I got it back and so I don't like to say that I'm a victim I'm not a victim I'm a survivor honey and my goal and my prayer is to be a help to somebody else to be a help to other people All those years that I was praying for a man to love me, love me for who I am, love me for me, not realizing that I had had the greatest love of all, the love of God. Every time that I failed him, he loved me in spite of my shortcomings. He was always there and he still is. God has always been there for me, even when I didn't deserve it, even when I didn't really know who he was. He was there and he has loved me. And there is no greater love than the love of our father. Do I wish that I didn't have to go through those things? Of course. Do I wish that I could turn back time and take my life back and undo my mistakes? Yes, I do. And honestly, that is something that I'm still dealing with because I'm God forgive me. If I could go back and take back some of the choices, a lot of the choices that I made, I would do it. And that's something that I'm working on because God has forgiven me and I'm still working on forgiving myself, forgiving myself. But as I said, I just hope and pray that I can be a help to somebody, whether it's male or female. I just want to help someone. And so... I don't want to hold you too much longer. <laughs> this is my testimony, and it is a testimony of deliverance. And God did it. 
And if God did it for me, then he most certainly can do it for you. He's there, he's willing, and he's able. You just have to meet him. Until next time, remember that God loves you, and so do I, with the love of Christ. Take care.